A man hit Ava with his car a few miles from her bungalow. He said he didn't mean to do it. Ava told him she believed him. Of course I believe you. She said it like that in the dark. It was an accident. Of course. It wasn't possible to see what he looked like lying on her side in that muddy ditch, and she didn't move her neck, afraid she'd cause it damage. The pain in her back and hips felt bright and urgent, and yet a calmness washed through Ava. She didn't need to decide what to do about her father's letter. Her mind could rest here. The man phoned the emergency services and relayed questions to her. They're asking if you're bleeding anywhere. He might have said that. Ava's attention wavered. She felt him hovering over her, but didn't mind because he smelt like a fresh bar of soap, clean and sharp. I can't be sure about the bleeding, he said. It's hard to see in the dark. The urgency in his voice reminded Ava of her grandmother, Katerina, and the rushed way she used to shout into the phone when she called her brother in Greece, trying to reach him across all that land and sea. The ambulance people want to know about your vision. Two long and shaky fingers appeared in front of Ava's nose. How many is that? Two. Good. The man's voice brightened. Yeah, she said the right number of fingers. But when the call ended, he spoke to her again with agitation. Why were you out here? It's dangerous walking on this road at night. I needed to clear my head. Ava's eyes darted up, but all she could see were nettles. She thought of asking the man to look for her father's letter, but he was so full of anxiety, pacing back and forth above her, that she left it. He introduced himself as Sam. Ava, I'd shake your hand, but... He didn't laugh. It was the same at work, jokes met with silence. If she survived this, she would learn to be funny. Do you mind if I smoke? he said. It helps calm my nerves. No, go ahead. Headlights cut through the darkness, but there were no sirens and soon the lights faded into the night. All they could do now was wait. Wait for the ambulance. Wait to see if she would live or die or become a little disabled. Could she still feel her legs? The brown thaw of spring lingered there in her nostrils, conjuring a memory of those awful white stockings she'd worn as a child, kicking a ball to her father on Hampstead Heath. When it rained, they'd become thick with mud, itchy stockings that rolled at her knees, at her ankles. Before her bath, Ava would pour at her legs, leaving red scratches all over her flesh. Her sexual experiences in adulthood often fell short of the satisfaction she'd felt as a girl, tearing off those thick white stockings and scratching. You're a mess, her mother had told her, putting foam into the bath, and Ava had thought, so are you. Sam asked where she lived. My bungalow's on the same side of the road, 
about five miles towards Welton. It's too bad your house isn't facing the river. Ava laughed, and everything below her head tightened into thick knots of pain. Those houses on the river cost about a hundred grand more. That much? At least. She knew because she'd asked an estate agent when she'd been thinking of selling the place before Christmas. The agent had looked at Ava and pursed her showy red lips. Pity it's not facing the river, she had said. I live near the high street with my parents, Sam offered. It surprised Ava that he should live with his parents. She had assumed from the deep tone of his voice that he was tall, broad-shouldered, approaching middle age. Had he taken over his parents' basement in the way some lost, lonely men did? But Ava was in no position to judge, having lived with her mother until the day she died. In that time, she'd only ever brought one man back to the bungalow, and he'd liked staying late into the morning so he could have coffee with her mother. Watching them laugh and share stories, Ava had thought how they'd make a lovely pair. When she told her mother this, because there was nothing, nothing she wanted more than for her mother to be happy, the crease on her mother's forehead had deepened. Apart from this man, who eventually bored Ava like the others, no boyfriends ever came to the house. It was Ava who travelled out late at night to meet men who'd rather sleep alone. She preferred it that way, returning to her room and spreading out in her own bed. <laughs> Sam asked what was funny. My mother died in a crash five months ago. It must mean something, surely, both of us getting smashed up by cars. She left out the part about the coroner's report and the alcohol in her mother's blood. <laughs>